0: Maybe we can start there and, and just discuss, maybe the the point that that George makes about you know should you actually use a combination of fundamental and systematic, and then also um, maybe a little bit about how how you look at position sizing and 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 so on and so forth. And maybe I'll pass it on to you, Jerry, first, uh, since it was a question
1: that was sent to you. I think the. Uh... <clears throat> The turtle money management that uses volatility, uh, I think it's in the public domain. I think it's out there. its I haven't been able to improve upon it, uh, but using the ATR and uh, losing the same amount of money on every trade and giving each trade the same room in ATR terms, I think that's really good information, and you should check it yeah. out and use it. Uh, I haven't been able to improve pretty much on... That basic uh, idea—it's really, really great. Sure, sure.
0: And and just before we jump to you, you, Moritz, um, in terms of uh, the the other point um, that uh, George raises about—you know—should you combine systematic with with fundamental? I know, I know, of course, which camp you're in, in the sense. But is there anything you want to comment as to why you think? You know systematic only is is you know is gonna win in in the long run or is is the one you prefer in the long
1: run yeah this one sentence caught my eye um I think the future is one hundred percent machines it feels like so we won't be making any decisions uh, but, but yeah I think that this is another way we want life to be which is it's uh, it's it's trend following you, using trend as one one thing in my toolbox. And I think that's not the way to approach it. It is, it is the entire toolbox. Keep everything else out. Uh, and that's the way to be consistent. And that's the way CTAs approach it. We're not using trend following. Uh, we, we are using systems. And we're our goal is for them to not change very much, not have to make them change, follow those rules all the time in every single market. We have everything planned out, massive diversification, we don't even want to beat the S&P. My goal for my stocks are to, honestly, to have some longs and shorts in the midst of a huge uptrend. It's all about risk and diversifying that risk, whether it's stocks, longs and shorts, vastly diversified, a portfolio that's not dominated by five stocks, not even in that game. Uh, so this is our life, our business, our job, and it's we're not using elements or concepts of trend. We are using systems that, due to our research, we have determined that that's the dominant force in the markets, getting in gear with the major trends. So I think that the the goal here is to uh, not do anything other than follow those systems and improve them.
0: And before we come to you, Mort, I just want to add uh, to George's uh, question here. and I think to some extent, just if we just take the last week uh, as an example and you see that um, you know uh, oil hits you know twenty eight percent drop from from its recent high. we see net gas it's up I think about you know fifty something percent since it's low. I mean, these are big moves and and you know, I really wonder what investors would do without rules. When you have market conditions like this, that are pretty volatile and in flying in all sorts of directions, if you want to be diversified, of course, if you're just specialising in one stock or one market, okay, maybe you can have, you know, enough of uh, knowledge and and time to to digest everything that comes in. But if you want, like us, to be fully diversified, there's just no way I think that a human being can can, um, computate and take in all of that information and, and, uh, put it into some, uh, perspective. And I think the, the true value of systematic was clearly seen, um, you know, during the latest financial crisis where I think a lot of the fundamental, uh, guys were finding it incredibly difficult to uh, stay on top of things and where, you know, trend followers and other and rule-based strategies, you know, we come into the office every day and we know exactly what, what we need to do, and I think that's an underappreciated, um, you know, part of of what we do, because very often, you know, markets are are not in an extreme, um, but when they are, it, it's certainly useful. Any thoughts, uh, Moritz, on these questions? Um, um, and I, maybe I should add that George also asked a little bit about even though I think you answered it um, perfectly, Jerry, you know, rule of thumb for how far a stop should be. You know, if it's too tight, you get stopped out. If it's, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you know, 1% away, 5% away and so on and so forth. So maybe just, you know, take that into consideration when you you make your comments.
2: So your answers were all perfect. I agree with all of them. Um, It's just rules only with regard to his statement. And I say that because I've got my finger burns, burned uh, far too many times, kind of like have that uh, money graveyard here in my office because of all those decisions that I've made um, uh, when I try to uh, to overwrite the rules and be smarter than those. Um, so I, I, I don't do that. And and like you said, Niels, um, if you have a large portfolio, you know, there, there are CTAs out there trading 200 markets, but even if it's just 50, um, overlooking all of those markets and and you know having a clear opinion on what's driving their prices and their returns for a human being i mean i'm not smart enough i i can't do that it's just impossible for me to overlook all that and and come to any meaningful substantial conclusions as to where price is going to go next so rules only yeah um, and yeah go ahead yeah and then with regard to the uh position sizing um I do what Jerry outlined um it's an ATR based position sizing it does have an initial stop and uh, that gives you uh you know that that gives you some risk and uh as a function of that you determine your position size now if if you don't have you know think uh, think about um a strategy that would say we use the moving average. So you don't necessarily have an initial stop there. You say if it crosses the moving average, you go long and then you're long for as long as the spot is higher than the moving average. And you would exit that position and go short if uh, spot crosses the moving average from top. Um, in in that way, what, what he's saying with his first pass of the question is that you risk 5% of your portfolio. Um, I, I wouldn't do it that way. I would still take volatility into account and say, I'm going to uh, have a greater position in less volatile markets and vice versa. So whatever whatever is done um, in in, in kind of like every time I take on a position, the volatility of that market plays a role. That is extremely important. I I don't see it working any other way.
1: Good. Perfect.
2: Another fun thing thing he
1: wrote in his question. I really like this one sentence. uh, Human insight can help assess a situation where data is clueless. Coffee is in obvious, is in an obvious downtrend long term, and then the recent upside quote unquote breakout, which he you know it's not I guess a real breakout because it's. And so I've heard people tell me this over the years. experienced traders, you know, you know, it's the obvious trades and I'm thinking to myself, I don't have a category called obvious trades. They're not obvious. Um, price is not clueless. Oh, it may be clueless, but it's the smartest thing out there. There's everything else is more clueless. Uh, so I think that submit yourself to the price. Uh, it's, it's safe. You may not get this trade, right, but are you willing to say when you do the back test or you have experience, Making money is enough. That's enough. I'm going to make a fair return with a reasonable drawdown and risk. That is enough. It's not going to handle some of these trades the way you want them to. The recent trades, I don't like them. But are you willing to say, submit to the system and say, just making the money for me will be enough? I'll be happy over the long term and I'm not going to complain or get too upset about these recent trades. And that's what we're all kind of uptight about
2: is the recent ones. Uh, but it's this just, is so, yeah, sorry. So important what you say, I'm sorry, but exactly. I mean, this is not an opinion contest. This is about making money. All right. I mean, the opinion to say coffee is an obvious downtrend. Well, I don't know that it may be in a downtrend, but uh, is it really obvious? That's an opinion, but In those markets, I don't see the opinion contests uh, making you money. The rules make you money.
0: Which is, of course, why there are so few trend followers on CNBC and Bloomberg to come and discuss their That's right, because (laughs) they can't say anything. Exactly. Exactly.
1: And then the successful people who called it correctly and used their judgment, they frequently have one good trade in them or two. And then it stops working and Mm -hmm. they, yeah. So it's, we're just talking about safety here, navigating treacherous situations and not getting yourself in a a bad situation. I'm sure some people had a lot of analysis that we were buying the natural gas from somebody at that breakout, probably some smart people who had made a lot of money selling that upside breakout. It's the first meaningful breakout in a long, long time in that market. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah.